This is Charlie's Kitchen. I'm on a trek to become a better home chef, and I'm here to share my experiences with you. I'm testing out cookbooks and learning new things, and each week I'll share with you what's on my menu. From wild successes to disastrous failures, you'll hear it all. So get ready and welcome to Charlie's Kitchen. Off we go on another great day in Charlie's Kitchen. We are continuing on uh, through Einegarten's Modern Comfort Food Cookbook. Uh, today we will be discussing recipes uh, baked cod with garlic and herb Ritz crumbs, and then my ever so slightly altered roasted shishito peppers with easy hollandaise, where I could not find shishito peppers, so I went with uh, what Google said was the best grocery store alternative, uh, green bell peppers. So let's get to it. All right. Uh, this is another, uh, great fish recipe. Um, uh, just meaning that it's a fish recipe. Uh, the recipe itself, I can't say that I care for, <laughs> uh, or that I'd make it again, but, um, it did give me another chance, uh, with working with, uh, a big fresh fish filet. Um, again, I got my fish from Sam's club. Uh, I can't remember if I checked, um, prices at Kroger or not, but, uh, this did, um, I was able to get a, a whole filet of cod from Sam's club. I believe it was less than $8 a pound, uh, which <laughs> falls within my, my acceptable range for, uh, for regular use. Um, obviously I'm not buying d tons of, uh, meats that are uh, at that price point per week, but, um, I'm, I'm typically okay with one or two recipes that call for, uh, something, uh, around or less than $10 per pound, I guess. I don't know. It's that it's, I don't know that $20 per pound is just turns me off completely when I, when I see that for crab or, uh, what else have I seen at $20 a pound? I don't know, cuts of different cuts of beef and just that's too, too much, too much. So, but this, this cod I was able to get, um, at around seven, seven fifty per pound. Um, and the filet that I got was two pounds. So worked out great. I think the recipe calls for a pound and a half. Um, I ended up just cooking it all up cause I didn't want to have to, to worry about, uh, using up the, the last, uh, two fillets or the last two, you know, serving sizes the next day. So that, uh, that part was great. It was, it was fun working with a, a new kind of fish, I guess. Cause I've, uh, let's see when I've cooked cod in the past, if I ever have, I can't, I can't recall. Um, it would, it would have just been frozen. Like, uh, you know, you can get those, uh, frozen, frozen fillets, uh, at the store. Um, so this was my first time working fresh and it was, uh, it was kind of nice. It, it fell apart a lot more than I was expecting. You know, it didn't, it was skinless, so it wasn't all hold to, held together nicely like the salmon was when I, uh, uh, did that salmon last week or the week before. Uh, I don't remember whatever it was that I made salmon. Uh, yeah, so that was, that part was interesting. Um, but let's get to this recipe itself. So baked cod with garlic and herb Ritz crumbs. Um, basically what this is, uh, you, you roast the, the fish in a baking dish for, 
let's see, 10 minutes or so. And then uh, you take it out, you pour some stuff on top. I think it's uh, just a lemon juice and uh, white wine mixture. And then you top it with uh, the crumb mixture that you make out of Ritz crackers, uh, panko breadcrumbs, and some herbs and spices. Uh, and then you finish baking that in the oven for another, oh, 10-ish minutes, I think. I can't, I've got the recipe right in front of me, but I'm, my eyes are having trouble catching, uh, ca catching any numbers from, from it as I'm just, uh, uh, glazing over it anyway. So yeah, I'd, I'd say flavor wise, this, uh, this turned out pretty good. Um, I, I always, I mean, you can't really go wrong with, uh, 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 lemon juice and, and white wine with a, with a white fish like this. I think that's a uh, pretty, a pretty classic combination. Um, and then the, the topping mixture was great too. The problem came with the textures and, and how it all, uh, how it all kind of worked together, I guess, or, or didn't work as it were. Um, because what ended up happening, um, and I don't know if this is because I, I stuffed the extra, fillets in there so there was less room in the pan for the for the uh, uh, juice mixture to, to sit um I did use a, a little bit bigger pan though so I would have expected that to to kind of uh, equalize out um but with the the crumb mixture and she says don't worry about this don't worry if this happens lots of the crumb mixture fell into the liquid so you ended up with kind of a, a mushy, a cr crummy, mushy mess that uh, wasn't appealing. To, like it, it didn't have enough flavor or texture to really sell it. Uh, so it was disappointing, and I did not like coming across those bits on my plate. That was not nice, not nice at all. <laughs> and uh, leftovers for this were not good. I don't know if that was just if that's just the nature of of cod. I don't know that I've ever had leftover cod or if it's just this recipe. Cause you know, you've got your, your crumbs that, that are now, uh, in addition to being soaked in the, in the lemon juice and stuff, th then they've also been sealed up in the uh, Tupperware overnight. So it was just soggy and, uh, not good, not good. Nope. Yeah. So I would not, I would not return to this recipe. And second, <laughs> I guess, okay, so I guess when I read the title and looked at the, the picture that she has here, um, I expected the crumb mixture to be more like a, a crust, you know, something that was, that would end up crispy and, and kind of provide that texture against the, the soft flaky cod. Uh, but that's not, not what it was at all. Like, like the whole mixture was just loose and fell apart really easily and it, it just didn't have what I would expect or what I was hoping for. And, uh, I was really disappointed by that. So, uh, this recipe for me is unfortunately a no go. Uh, although I did, I did enjoy working with the, the cod fillets for the first time. So, uh, yeah, that's all I have to say about that one. It was, uh, I mean, it was okay to eat on the day of, uh, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, fantastic, but definitely not a, definitely not a leftover recipe. That's for sure. All right, let's move on to, uh, the interesting, uh, twist, I guess that I put on roasted shishito peppers with easy hollandaise. Um, and this, uh, this recipe here, 
the picture looks really nice <laughs> that she has because those those shishito peppers are are pretty small. I'd say they're they're like the size of a small jalapeno, I guess. I don't know. The ones that I've been getting, the jalapenos I've been getting at the store have been getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But these are these are like small, small jalapeno size. It's just a small pepper. Um, and they're a little wrinkly. And and then uh, when you bake them, I guess, uh, or roast them, um, they get this nice kind of blistering that happens. You get a, you know, a little bit of charring that goes on and they look really appetizing here. But uh, being that I had to uh, substitute in the bell peppers for that. I was, I tried to achieve the same look, but I'd say it wasn't quite successful. Uh, yeah. So, uh, basically what you do here, um, for roasting the peppers, she says, just toss the, toss them whole in oil, uh, a little bit of salt and a little bit of pepper. Um, and then roast them for 12 minutes until tender, but still bright green. So I, I tried to, uh, achieve the same thing by, I, I cut the, the uh, bell peppers down to, I don't know, about the same size that I'd expect them to be. And, uh, and then I roasted them at the same temperature. Uh, and then once, uh, let's see, once 10, maybe 10 or 12 minutes was up. Um, then I, I cranked on the boiler, uh, broiler to, uh, kind of get that same blistering. And I did achieve it eventually. It took longer than I thought. So they they ended up a little overdone um, in order to achieve the blistering. So I think uh, if if I were going to attempt this again, I would cut down on the on the overall roasting time at 400 degrees and bump up the broiling time to, to really get that nice uh, uh, crisp crispiness <laughs> uh, blistering. I guess. But yeah. So that part overall, uh, it was really easy. I was, uh, it was too bad that I overdid them because those, those two were not good the next day. It was just, you have soggy, oily peppers, uh, just kind of icky. But anyway, and then the, the hollandaise, I can't say that I've ever actually made a hollandaise sauce before. Um, so this was interesting in that it's made in the microwave. Uh, and I've never made a sauce like this before. And then I was surprised to see, uh, as I was going through and preparing my uh, ingredients here, uh, that this works with egg yolks. So basically, uh, how this, how this all works, well, I'll just r- read through the recipe here. So you, you, uh, whisk the, together the egg yolks, lemon juice, uh, a little bit of cayenne pepper and some salt, um, into a bowl, whisk those all together, and then you uh, pour in melted butter as well, uh, whisking it all at the same time. So I'm thinking that that part right there, because your melted butter is still, well, at least mine was still kind of hot, that that is tempering the eggs, uh, cooking them without scrambling them. Well, at least that's the goal. And then uh, you microwave it in like 10 second intervals until it gets to like this mayonnaise consistency. Now, I'm wondering, well, okay, first, before I get there, let's just say that it worked. <laughs> I, I did. Uh, I ended up with a, a, this dipping sauce for the peppers that was um, mayonnaise consistency, and I didn't end up with any like scrambled egg bits or anything. It was pretty smooth. So it worked. I was, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Um, but what I want to know is, can you do this same microwave process for other like tempered egg 
recipes. Uh, primarily, I'm thinking custard because I love custard. I love it. I love it. I love it. But it takes, it feels, okay, I've only made it a couple times, but each time that I've done it, it's taken a really long time because uh, you have to stay there and you're whisking and you're whisking and you're waiting for it to thicken and it takes longer than you think it's going to be and it feels like you're sitting there for for an hour at least. Um, so I'm wondering, and I, I haven't tried this out yet, but I'm wondering if you could do this, this same technique of, of microwave whisk, microwave whisk, uh, a rinse repeat kind of thing for custard. Cause I would, I would love to give that a try and have some quick and easy custard. Uh, yeah, I, I am a, I'm a big fan of pastry cream, custard, Anything like that, I think, is just utterly delicious. So I would love to give that a try. And and if you uh, have ever tried that and have had any uh, manner of success or failure, uh, I'd love to hear about it because I am. I just that sounds like a a a really awesome hack, <laughs> really great hack uh, in the kitchen um, to make custard. Because I, I yeah, I don't like. I would make it more often if I didn't have to sit in front of the stove for so long. So if this works, I think we're onto something. That sounds, that sounds like a game changer there. So yes, if you, if you have ever experimented with, uh, making, uh, some kind of dessert custard in, uh, the microwave, uh, let me know. Send me an email. Uh, the email for this podcast is Charlie's Kitchen Podcast at gmail.com. Um, and tell me all about it. Tell me how it worked, if it worked well, uh, if you do it often or anything. I, I, I want to know. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, c- I could not believe how, how easy it was to get that sauce to turn out just like she explained or uh, described. So that was really cool. Um, uh, on the other hand, uh, <laughs> not a, I wasn't a huge fan of the taste. Um, and I don't know if that was just, uh, uh, I don't know if it's just because I'm pregnant and the, the smell of the egg yolks was a little overpowering. Um, but yeah, the, it, it, I think it seemed like the, the egg yolk smell stuck with it a lot more than I, I would have hoped. And, uh, it's just, it, it didn't smell very appetizing. Um, so it, it, yeah, it tasted fine, I guess. Um, and the, like the, the lemon juice gave a nice kick to it. Um, and I did, I ate, I ate a good, good chunk of the peppers smothered in the sauce, um, on that, uh, first night for dinner. But yeah, second day, I mean, combined with the soggy peppers, it was, uh, not great, <laughs> not great, not great in flavor. And I was just kind of grossed out by it. So, uh, this is another one I would, I would not try this again. Um, I mean, maybe I'd blister peppers like this if I, if I wanted something like that, but, uh, no to the sauce. Uh, no indeed. So that's where we are. <laughs> this is, a uh, uh, short and sweet, not so sweet, I guess, <laughs> dinner talk. Um, and, uh, that, I think that's all I have to talk about today. I'm, uh, not, uh, not too much else going on here. Uh, so I'll wrap it up by saying, uh, tomorrow we will be, uh, getting into the P 
pizza side of things. Um, and I still have to make it to the store. Uh, I have not picked up my, uh, uh, the missing ingredients yet. Uh, so tomorrow is Brussels sprouts pizza carbonara, uh, hopefully with pancetta, if I can make it to the store and not forget and get all that done in time. Uh, and so that's where we'll be tomorrow. So as always, thank you for joining, uh, joining me here on Charlie's Kitchen. My name is Lindsay Nelson, and it has been an absolute pleasure to spend my time with you Please, 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 if you have any comments, questions, uh, anything to say at all, really, uh, shoot me an email. Again, that address is charlieskitchenpodcast at gmail.com. And thank you 